Fake news from the liberal mob. I just want them to suffer. China! I like people that are more Welcome to Fake News from the Liberal Mob. This is Steve DiOrio. This is Elijah Bratton. Hey, Elijah. You Steve, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. Happy New Year. You too. It's uh, January 3rd, 2019. What's going on? It's, um, for, for being right around the holidays, it's, it's seemingly uh, picked up on the news front. So <laughs> we certainly have a lot to get into. Um, you know, since... We just wrapped up the holidays. There, there is something, and I and I hope you enjoyed your your time off. But uh, something that I I have seen on social media that just gets me going, especially right around the holidays, is when people will post online that they did a good deed or they record a video of them doing a good deed. <laughs> okay. If you inherently are trying to do something good why do you need to, why do you need it to be recorded ah okay anyways no i, I, get you, I just no. i at that <laughs> it, it, it's i still see it today after the new year and yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. It, 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 it amazes me so this goes back to uh like college philosophy 101 is there truly any such thing as a, an altruistic act yeah. because if you're if you get credit for being an altruistic person that's a reward so have you given? Um, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I kind of think, in a way, not please, not, uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna write in, call in, and complain, address your complaints to Elijah. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I agree with you, and I kind of think the the um, self promotional um, giving, self promotional wokeness, yeah. is becoming a thing, yeah. and. I I feel you. I also I hope that if people give to identify themselves as givers in, in their public sphere, whatever that might be, hopefully at least we're doing some good in the world. Right. But I feel you. Yeah. Um, I totally feel you. <laughs> uh, what's new in the news? Oh my God! <laughs> what's new? So I was thinking. Uh, over the weekend, right over the just before the, the new year, that there really um, we had a fairly quiet couple of weeks between um, the, just before just before the Christmas break and now New Year's. All we had going on was the the death of two uh, two children in in the care of ICE. Thank you, um, seven year old Guatemalan girl. Um, in both cases, uh, one died of. Um, I forget what the other one was. Was was a simple case of neglect. The other girl was uh, sick, right. uh, and and was beyond their their help. Um, this guy's this is unacceptable. This should not be happening, right? This absolutely should not be happening. And it wasn't until I think the, the death of the second child that um, Kristen mm. Nielsen, oh yes, uh, decided to. Um, you know, uh, say that yeah, and commit that. Yeah, I guess 
I guess this is bad enough mm-hmm. to where I need to, you know, go down, um, you know, to Central America at the border. Um, and <laughs> is that is it, I have a question. Is, yeah. is the is the border Mexico the, the border between Mexico and the United States is that whole area now a shithole country? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. Uh, but you know, Nielsen's going to have to strip down out of her five thousand dollar clothes and <laughs> and uh, learn what it's like to shop that you know right the, take off then take off go to neiman marcus yeah. and try to try to dumb it down a little bit yeah okay she'll so have to wear sacks yeah gosh. <laughs> just spend within the means of every average american and she you know, could take work. maybe take some notes from uh ryan zinke on you know, how <laughs> to get that new wardrobe paid for uh, oh gosh so yeah so in other border news, we had uh, just uh, just over the weekend now, um, we had some tear gas being fired at uh, um, being fired at uh, Mexicans on the on the Mexican side of the border. Yeah. People yeah. trying to come through the border. Yeah. Um, border agents uh, say that people threw rocks at them, so they shot tear gas back uh, in return. Hey, an interesting fact about this tear gas stuff. Yeah, um, the Geneva Convention. Um, makes it illegal to use it in warfare really yeah it's used in it not just the united states it's right. used in a few countries for crowd control it's right. used for riot prevention uh crowd dispersal because it works right. uh but it can't be used on a battlefield uh kind of ironic yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, of ironic yeah your, your country can do things to you that it can't do to its enemy yeah interestingly enough yeah and speaking of its enemy we are out of syria According to fearless are leader, <laughs> are we though? Yeah. What does that mean? We're out of Syria. Um, why? I don't know that it matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he lost his national security advisor. Yeah, I, I mean, so, so I, 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 so I do think um, whatever pulling out of the war means. Um, I don't think that that we will. I think because I think he actually said that now it's. Um, the administration mentioned now that it's on a pause, so they're they're not they're not officially committing. They're they're rethinking. Which um, okay. who, who who knew the Middle East was so complicated? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, some of the the actual oh. best and brightest yeah. have tried, and yeah. you know, look, we, we still can't get a whole lot done. It's there. it's it's funny. But you you had you had your own thought um, on. On why it is that we can't or we, we choose not right to what's our why are we why, why have we found a, a kind of uh, I'm going to coin the phrase war of equilibrium here okay so you when when you're giving out Nobel prizes think of me the war of equilibrium yeah we've come to a place in Afghanistan and Iraq where our losses are minimal they're a lot less than they were. You go back to 2004, 2005, 2006, where yeah. uh, <coughs> IEDs were, were, were sadly claiming a lot of uh, a fair number of American lives. And now we're down to, if somebody gets hurt over there, it's, it's kind of big news because it happens so rarely at this point. Um, the war on ISIS has been, it, it's largely, I don't think people realize that it's largely, uh, it's not a ground war, it's mostly an air war. We are supporting um, other Islamic factions who are fighting against ISIS. Uh, they don't possess the technology um, to fight uh, 
to fight them um, in, a, in a modern way, but we right. have the air power, right. uh, which is our, our principal asset. Right. We have the air power to support uh, the ground uh, forces. Um, they, they, some of these forces are being supplied with, because ISIS began in Syria, it captured a lot of pretty modern, they have tanks. I mean, this is a real war with tanks and artillery pieces and that kind of stuff. So we're, we're supplying some of the tanks that we've had in Iraq now for 14 years. They're getting a little long in the tooth for us. So we're kind of a lend-lease situation to some Islamic groups and letting them use Abrams tanks, um, which uh, are now, so you've got them fighting on the ground, which are being supported by uh, A-10, which is a ground attack aircraft, uh, AC-130s. You may remember, I think it was close to a year ago, um, a Doctors Without Borders hospital was accidentally targeted by uh, an AC-130, yeah. um, and uh, sadly. Now, uh, us pulling out of Syria, I don't know what that means, because those those air assets... Right. They're not really in Syria. They're they're in uh, they're in bases in Western Iraq. So we can we can pull out of Syria, but still continue to fight against ISIS in Syria. Right. But the, but to, to to the point that you want me to make, it, it, we have gotten this thing to a place where we can keep this war perpetually going, with a minimum of casualties, but still keep that machine humming and still keep the. You know, they, these things have to be built, they have to be maintained, they have to be supplied, and that means someone is making money on all of that all the time. You mean people make money off of war, really? Interestingly. That's definitely, and it's a topic we'll get into at a later point in time. Uh, yeah, we could yeah, yeah. use an entire episode on that. but Maybe, yeah, def- maybe the, a couple. <laughs> yeah, these defense contractors, um, right? they're making a lot of money on right. this. Right and yeah, absolutely, and and we maintain we maintain a presence, the presence in the area uh, that makes our allies, the Saudis, happy. They like us there as a front line against uh, against them being attacked. Um, they're not real popular in that part of the world. Um, also, I think that it's a it's kind of keeps keeps the fighting there, and. You see, uh, between between uh, Europe and the United States, very few Islamic terrorist attacks on American or European soil yeah. in the last few years, because yeah. the fighting's all going on in Syria, right, and yeah. Western Iraq, right. Yeah. So, it's kind of um, when we supported when the Russians invaded uh, in 1979 Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. We supported what the folks who called themselves the Mujahideen at the time. And what you saw then was uh, religious, Islamic religious people who believed that fighting against the invader was important rushed to that, yeah. that conflict. And it focused and concentrated the most idealistic and, I hate to use the word fanatic, but yeah. it, and ISIS is a repetition of that, right? We don't have to go hunt them down. They're all coming to Syria to get killed. You know, so it so it it depletes the forces. It focuses the it focuses the the, the forces uh, of terrorism to that to that place. The question becomes this: Just like the Mujahideen, we armed people yeah. who don't like us. Is the enemy of my enemy 
necessarily my friend. <laughs> we learned in Afghanistan right, that to, yeah. the Mujahideen became the Taliban. Right. Do yeah. we regret arming, you know, uh, all of the terrorist groups you mm-hmm. know, in the late 80s, early sure. 90s? And, sure. Um, you know, that's that's hard to say, but um, we're, we're certainly, it's a repetitive um, pattern that we're following. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... I don't know. We'll, so we're pulling out of Syria, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a more domestic note, um, over the weekend, Elizabeth Warren um, yes. declared her candidacy for uh, president. So, um, you know, at first sight, I mean, I have a few thoughts here, but um, at first sight, I thought it was a little early to be declaring, mm-hmm. you know, and not great timing right mm-hmm. around the holidays is everyone fully engaged um, and even ready, you know, yeah. we're, we're yeah. a month removed from an election, um, right. a little over a month rather. Um, but but she's, she's a smart lady. Is that, right. in, is that intentional? Well, um, so if you, if you kind of look at the numbers and do some research, she's actually right on the average in terms of um, basically declaring her candidacy. So mm-hmm. if you look back, um, even in the, the, the 2016 election, uh, even though Ted, Ted Cruz declared around three, to, around three months before Donald Trump. So everybody, right. and that was in 2000 and early 2015. 15. So yeah. um, Warren might be a little early, but not mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. But that was just my, my initial reaction. But I'm sure you've, you have a few thoughts Well, yeah, uh, you're right, it's early. Um, not outside of the normal, but it's on the early side of normal. Um, and it was a, it's a toe in the water, the way she went about it, right? It was, there wasn't an escalator. Sorry. (laughs) I couldn't help myself, right? There wasn't an escalator. She didn't accuse anybody of being a rapist or a drug dealer. But uh, she formed an exploratory committee. Yeah. This is is what she's done, right? Yeah. This is so, so Elizabeth Warren. It's so Democratic. It's It's so lefty 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which... Which troubles me. Now, personally, Elizabeth Warren, uh, she's been a constant thorn in the side of of, uh, Wall Street and the banks. Love it. Keep doing it. Whatever other faults she may have, that alone, I like the woman. Do Do I think that she can be elected president? Man... I can't tell you what's going to happen in two weeks, much less what's going to happen in two years. It's too soon to predict. I think... um, So good for her for running. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Great for her. In the grand scheme of things, if I think about who some of the other potential candidates Mm. could be, she's not really my favorite, and and here's why. Um, Well, I think... And and I think she follows along the same lines of of a Bernie Sanders here in that... 
she's great for domestic issues. She's mm-hmm. very vocal about that. But where I'm concerned about her is our foreign policy issues. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think we really need someone who can be stable there. With that said, though, um, it, it's kind of nice because now we're we're going to hear someone become who's already vocal, but but have yeah. an even greater platform to become more vocal and be anti. Wall Street, anti-Trump, anti-whatever. Right. Um, she could... Reason a bit. I, I, I think you're on the money, and I think also that, that she may play the part, assuming we things move forward with some kind of stability, right? That she could play the part that Bernie Sanders did in the 2016 election. He skewed the conversation on right. the Democratic side to a more towards leftist, more socially active, more... Right. Um, and she could do that too. Yeah. Um, I guess the question becomes how much more will the weight be tilted? Because if someone like a Joe Biden runs, why? Well, yeah. I, I do think he will, he could stabilize the country, yeah. um, both from a domestically political landscape as well as from a foreign <clears throat> policy landscape. But I don't know that there's enough. And yes, you could say that Obama and Biden were a part of the establishment, especially Biden. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think that there will be enough establishment running from the Democratic Party's side. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Warren will have as much of an impact as mm-hmm. Bernie did, because I think Biden will be progressive enough and is progressive, in my opinion, enough to... So she doesn't skew... She doesn't take... He's not centrist enough to be pulled as far left as uh, Hillary was by Bernie. And and I think that... Gotcha. She will struggle to to get the votes needed in the primaries. Cool. But I am interested to see how much she fundraises. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, being the first out of the box, I want to know how other people think and look I could be totally wrong and she might win the primary and it's so early as you said but sure. um, she has a fair chance um, as good as anybody well I mean she will have a fighting chance I'll say yeah. that yeah and fight fights the word it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a fight yeah. I mean they've been I don't think it's any accident that of all the Democratic senators that uh, and Democratic Congress people that they could be picking on right. uh, that uh, they could Pocahontas right? right they keep picking on her right Chances are because they have some concerns about her right. uh, as being viable yep. a candidate. Yep. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Bernie. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. I know where you're going. <laughs> it's been reported that um, throughout Bernie's uh, 2016 campaign staff that there were um, numerous um, uh, uh, sexual uh, harassment and, and assault issues that that popped up in um, in his campaign, and uh, obviously that's uh, that's just a big problem. I mean, yeah. it's it's worse uh, yeah. than that. I can't. But but it, it's it, hard it, to re- we're at the point now, Elijah, where I I'm just I'm past the ability to be shocked anymore. I'm 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 just past it. Um, it turns out that the the letter, I don't know if you've seen the letter, but there's a text, the text of the letter uh, has been reprinted and the letter was, was signed by a number of people on his staff. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, making the accusation and asking him to um, to address uh, these accusations. 
So <clears throat> here we are once again. Now, here, here's the deal. It, it, uh, I'm going to assume that if that number of people signed it, then the allegations have merit and that they are true. Bernie's done, as he should be. Yeah. And I'm sad to see it. Uh, I was sad to see Al Franken yep. go. Uh, we need these people, and we need them to be behave properly. Right. But here's the thing. I'm interested to watch how the right reacts to what's going on with Bernie Sanders. I'm very curious to see how they act. I, I don't know how they will, and, I, and it's hard to react if you're not going to be a presidential candidate because hmm. right now, and we'll get to the shutdown in a little bit, but, oh, yeah. um, you're in a shutdown. You really shouldn't be focusing on what might happen or what could happen right. two years or a year over a little under two years well, just shy of two years yeah. right yeah. Um, so I don't know how much you can because of the gravity of, of other situations going around but I do think it will it will still kick up a, right. again and I actually hope that some uh, some of the democratic um, uh, um, congressmen and women speak up against it if it is true and um, I, I don't think Bernie would have won this time around anyways. No, um, no, no from a, <clears throat> it's besides the point. Right, to, t- but, to, take, to, take it <clears throat> off, to take it off the point of his, of his behavior and on to politics, I, I think you're right. Um, we lose a little moral high ground right here. My, Is there another um, Supreme Court seat? Because apparently this would qualify him. Sorry. <laughs> Too soon? Oh, <laughs> Too gosh. Soon. Eesh, that's a good one. But, <laughs> oof, 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 Sorry, oof. Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> uh. um, I, so my thing would be um, you, can't, you can't say you didn't know because yeah. if you are running a great campaign... I don't care if this happens in a little suburb, mm. town, rural town, wherever. You, you, you need to know about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you need to expect that your top staff members will act with mm. high integrity. Um, Granted, I ran a very grassroots campaign, and mm-hmm. everyone I trusted everyone. But um, when I ran, I knew everything that was happening yeah. with my campaign and with my volunteers. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything would have ever happened, but you need to be well known. And, and I know it's you're it's for a much larger position, sure. And you don't have as much visibility. But if I were running for U.S. Senate, I would have checks in place sure. and sure. there's a high level of accountability sure. and if you do something you're gone I don't care how integral you are agreed to my yeah. campaign agreed everybody's agreed. replaceable right ethics well you what you just said speaks to the wider world that we now live in yeah. effectiveness efficiency your your behavior means something yeah your ethics equal something it doesn't matter how important a person you are or how central you are to whatever it is you do hollywood politics whatever mm-hmm. if you if you don't know how to act around people you're done if you're going to victimize people you're yeah. out yeah for sure yeah you gotta go sure so i'm so here's an interesting you know alternate universe 
let's let's roll back the hands of time. Bernie wins, and then this comes out. Well, he he wouldn't get impeached. I don't think. What? I think it would be a well. Yeah, <clears throat> we can't the pussy grabber in chief isn't there. getting impeached, so. <laughs> um, I think it would give. I think it would give a very big fighting chance for a 2020 Republican right. president. Which puts us... It puts us behind, but then the, the other thing... The only way that I see that not being the case is if... Is if people were willing to run in a primary against Bernie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time the Democratic Party did that yeah. when the incumbent was up for re-election. Right. I know that's going to happen for Trump, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember last time. It was definitely before I was born. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to do a little... We'd have to do a little digging. The closest was um, was Lyndon Johnson because he declined to run. That's, right. that's a different situation. I think we're going back to... We're going back to the, to the 1800s before we find this right. going on. Yeah, it's a rare, rare occurrence. Um, and the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party has... <clears throat> the Democratic Congress yep. has a new speaker. Yeah. Any surprise that Nancy Pelosi is now the, the speaker of the 116th Congress of the United States? I'm not surprised, but I am highly disappointed. Disappointed? I am disappointed. I, Tell me why. I think that, well, yes, we want a, a strong backbone against Trump. I also think that Trump's tactics are in the grand scheme of things, so weak that anybody can go up there and stand <laughs> up to him. Like, it's really not that hard. Is uh, Ch- Chuck Schumer almost proved you wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that um, Americans who voted, voted saying, look, we, we want, we need something new. We don't want the old card mm-hmm. in. And, um, and while I... Do th- I do think that Nancy Pelosi can can get deals done. Mm-hmm. I also just don't want the old card in because um, I just don't want this these deep dark backroom deals happen. I know backroom deals happen. Yeah, yeah. But it just feels what do they call it? Dirty. What do they call it? The dark state or something. Yeah, the deep state. The deep state. The deep state. <laughs> yeah. You're railing against really the deep need to get, state. We need to get uh, someone that. Affiliates with that. On, on <laughs> yeah, we really do. So, I hear you. I hear you. I think uh, putting up, putting up, uh, if I may, a business as usual candidate. Right. Yeah. yeah. That that's what that's what cost Hillary. Yeah. Was that she was she was perceived largely as business as usual, and a lot of people, rightly or wrongly, they they voted for Trump because they wanted a disruption of business as usual. Yeah. Well, you got it. I hope you like it. Um, you're right. Nancy Pelosi is business as usual. Who, and I, and if I may, I think that extends to um, our conversation earlier about Elizabeth Warren. I think Elizabeth Warren is a little bit business as usual. Yeah, um, but but if you look at it, there aren't really <clears throat> that many potential Democratic candidates. Which was my ne- won't be. But my next question: Who? But it's it's different though because. Um, there are some candidates who have been around for a little while, but I, you know, I just mm. don't. Kamala Harris has been around for a little while, but mm. I don't 
necessarily consider her as business as usual um, the mm. way I would a Hillary Clinton. Uh, I, I hear it's you. Just, it's, yeah. it's different. There's a different feel. It feels like yeah. the business as usuals, you look at them and they just look like they're stuck from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I feel you. Mm-hmm. And... And I think I, I don't know. And I'm just a huge Biden fan. I think Biden will take <laughs> it. Joe? Um, I and I, I think he's. I think I think right. he's in okay. the best position to. So let's. This. So let's. I love to speculate. I love to speculate, especially with you, because you, you you know your stuff so well. So speculation. Um, the 116th Congress has more diversity. Yeah. And more women. Yeah. More women of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have several uh, Muslim. We have uh, women. We have Native American women. Okay, so we have the freshman class, a lot of women, a yeah. lot of disruptive yeah. elements. Yeah. With two years to season themselves, actually not quite two years because you've got to start yeah. running. Yeah, right. Any of these people come from behind? No, it's too late. Too it's late already? too late already. How long had Barack Obama been in the Senate before he ran? I don't, I don't know, and I, I won't say it doesn't matter, but, it, well, you figure he, he gave a speech in, what, 2004 at the primary, Two during the primaries in Chicago. This is correct, yes. Um, I believe it was in Chicago. I think you're right. Um, but in any case, he gave that electrifying speech, mm. and that put him on the map. So he was in yeah. there f- for at least three three to four years before, but right. probably before then, I'd imagine he was, he'd already had served a term as, I, I, right. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, we'll have to get, maybe we can, we can look that up and, and put it in the show notes. But you, I, I see your point, you're right. He was, and one of the criticisms I've heard of Barack Obama over the years from the people who don't like him was, he wasn't a seasoned enough politician to be president. These are the same people who put uh, the Trump pansy in the White House with with no experience doing anything except right. spending his dad's money, uh, oh, excuse me, losing his dad's money uh, was the was the word I meant to use. Um, so no, I feel you. Uh, it's it's tough. Right, and and um, and real quick, well, I I just I've got to divert. Um, while I'm thinking about this, going back to what do I think um, uh, the, the the just the right will say about Bernie Sanders and his whole yeah. situation? I'll be damned if they do say something. Though. Because you've got a freaking clown. <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> and your own party. Yeah. So oh. please don't, please don't, <laughs> please don't give me the, 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 the oh. just nailing Bernie oh. Sanders when all they do is say, well, it's unfortunate what the, what the president did, you know, and, and that southern illegal. voice because it's all those southerners. That, <laughs> uh, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, nobody died. True. Nobody died, Elijah. Who cares who he paid off and what they did to him? Nobody died. All right. Um, <laughs> so let me let me uh, we gotta we gotta wind this down because yeah. we could do this all day long. There's so much going on, and this is a quiet week, my man. Right? Okay. Government shutdown. Yeah. Okay. It's actually referred to as the Schumer shutdown. The Schumer shutdown. I'm sorry. I thought it was the Trump shutdown. Yeah. I thought he said he would take the mantle. And I remember he used the word mantle because I, I could have sworn he wouldn't have known what that meant. <laughs> so I will take the mantle he said <clears throat> to Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the world on, uh, as reported by the fake news. 
<clears throat> he said that he would take it. It's a Trump shutdown. Yeah. But uh, now it's the Schumer shutdown now yeah. that's actually here. So yeah. we have a partial government shutdown. We're 13 days into it because President Scrooge had to do it right before Christmas. Uh, he is he's being pressed um, to not budge on this thing. Um, oh God, I can't remember his real name now because I, I try to purge it from my memory. Um, the head of the Senate, Mitch McConnell. Mitch has said he absolutely will not touche turtle as I, I yeah, call him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> touche turtle, yeah. Mitch McConnell says the the Senate will not entertain any bill that comes up from Congress that does not include five billion dollars. Are those Mexican pesos or American dollars, by the way? <laughs> I thought they were paying for them. Uh, you know we'll get back to that. Yeah. They the the Dems, uh, <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi said they're not moving. Mitch McConnell says they're not moving. Donald Trump said he's not moving. Yeah. Well, and and here's the interesting part, and it kind of I, I, it kind of helps me tie up um, what you had asked me to speculate on. But the fact that there is such a diverse group in the House of, of women who mm-hmm. you think you you perceive as disruptors, they're not moving anytime soon. In fact, it's it, it some of those disruptors like the. Um, the woman from New York. Um, oh, uh, Cortez. Cortez, I yeah. I love her. Um, <laughs> there, I can't remember what what it was, but but there there's some disruption even within the Democratic Party. Sure. Um, so, um, before I, I go into that, though, just from a presidential perspective in terms of them being seasoned, mm-hmm. the unfortunate part for them is that if a Democrat wins... Um, in 2020 and has and could get reelected in 2024 if they don't run up against that person in 2024 it's not until 2028 that they will even have a shot mm. at becoming president that's a lot of elections to go through yeah, and, it's a lot stay of cycles. Ar- and stay relevant yeah um but anyways i don't know who's going to blink first but someone's going to have to because mm. um they're there will come a time where yeah. the American public goes grows grows oh, weary of this. Tired of this. Here's a question for you. Yes. Sir. How long um, has what what was the longest government shutdown to date? Oh, that's a great question. I have to say I don't know. I'd have to look that up. So this um, w- the longest one was 21 days. During Bill Clinton's um, second term, ninety five, ninety six. You are correct. I remember this. Yes. I right. don't. I was uh, <laughs> maybe putting a c- couple of words together. If that. <laughs> you were you were a little young at the time. Yeah. No, I remember this. I, re- I remember uh, when that happened. So twenty one days, and I just had the just had the feeling that this is going to go yeah. much longer than twenty one days. I think you're right. I think you're right. What, what's the net result uh, of a government shutdown? Um, there, there can be ripples down the road. Um, right. We can see there are cases. Um, uh, again, you know, my experiences with the with the Air Force uh, and and staying current with what goes on in the Air Force, and they were having trouble in the last um, the last year keeping airplanes in the air in that yeah. ISIS fight yeah. because of part shortages that had been caused by the shutdown that happened. Before, so there, there, there is the little tail of the dragon. Yeah, um, but I, people don't see it. No, um, but I do think my guess would be that the American public will say, "Look, you're the president. Mm-hmm. You need to figure this out." Right. 
Um, and I think that he will have to come down off of his number. We have, I think you're right. I think we have, we have these, this, this freshman group and you, as you boys has just said, they are not, they came here to fight. Yeah. They were elected to fight. They're going to fight. Yeah. They're not going to move on this. They're not going to move on this. If I would, I would say that if you get, if they get pressure, say from Nancy Pelosi, to, as as a titular leader of the right. party, right. if if this freshman group gets pressure from the old establishment to move on this or to compromise, there's going to be a revolution within the party. Yeah. And I don't think Nancy's station as as speaker is that secure. No, she could be replaced. 